I'm Steph. And I'm Jeff. Each episode, we review a film that needs screenwriting support. As writers, we'll deep dive into the characters and plot to tell you how to fix this film. Listen at your own risk. This podcast contains spoilers. Now sit back and enjoy this episode of Script Slayers. Today, we will be rewriting Showgirls, written by Joe Esterhaus and directed by Paul Verhoeven. This film stars Elizabeth Berkley as our protagonist, Nomi Maloney, who is a girl that comes to Vegas and is trying to make it as a showgirl. Gina Gershon as Crystal Connors, the star of Goddess, a showgirls production, and our film's main antagonist. Kyle McLaughlin as Zach Carey, Crystal's boyfriend and a casino bigwig. Glenn Plummer as James Smith, a dance instructor that is basically stalking Nomi. Robert Davey as Al Torres, the strip club manager of Cheetah, the club that Nomi works at before she becomes a showgirl. And Gina Rivera as Molly, Nomi's friend and roommate. Jeff, can you give us the synopsis? Nomi is a young drifter who hitchhikes to Las Vegas hoping to make it as a showgirl. After a driver who picked her up robs her, Nomi meets Molly, a costume designer who takes Nomi in as her roommate. Molly invites Nomi backstage at Goddess, the Stardust Casino show where she works, to meet Crystal, the star of the Topless Dance Review. When Nomi tells Crystal she dances at Cheetah's Topless Club, Crystal derisively tells her what she does is like prostitution. Clearly, Crystal knows how to win friends and influence people. Crystal and her boyfriend, Zach, the entertainment director at the Stardust, visit Cheetahs and request a lap dance from Nomi. Nomi reluctantly performs a lap dance after Crystal offers her $500. I, too, will perform a lap dance for $500, or even a $500 Starbucks card. Crystal arranges for Nomi to audition for the chorus line of <laughs> Sorry, Goddess. Sorry, Jeff, that's so dumb. Thank you. <laughs> Nomi gets the job. Chris... It, but that fits with this movie, please. This movie is so dumb. <laughs> Nomi gets the job. What job? Who cares? Crystal takes every opportunity to humiliate Nomi. Nomi sets out to get revenge against Crystal. She seduces Zach, who secures an audition for her to be Crystal's understudy. Crystal threatens legal action against the Stardust, and the offer is rescinded. Nomi pushes her down a flight of stairs, breaking her hip and replacing her as the show's lead. Although Nomi has finally secured the fame she's thought, she alienates Molly, who realizes she caused Crystal's injury. Molly later relents and attends Nomi's opening night celebration at a posh hotel, where she meets her idol, musician Andrew Carver. Carver lures Molly to a room where he brutally beats and sexually assaults her. She is hospitalized after the assault. Unable to obtain justice for Molly without exposing her past as a prostitute, Nomi decides to take it into her own hands. She gets Carver alone in his hotel room and beats him severely. Nomi then pays two hospital visits, one to Molly to let her know that Carver's actions did not go unpunished, and another to Crystal to apologize for injuring her. Crystal admits she did the same thing years ago. Because her lawyers secure her a large cash settlement, Crystal forgives Nomi, and they exchange a kiss. Nomi leaves Las Vegas and hitches a ride to Los Angeles with the same driver who stole her possessions when she arrived. She pulls a knife. The end. Best movie ever. <laughs> Epic sex scene in this movie. Every movie should be showgirls. <laughs> so, 
surprisingly enough, there is a central problem with this movie. And it's not actually the story, because the story is your pretty much your standard character, comes from nothing, makes it big, learns that what the price of fame is, right? That's fine as a as your general storyline. But I think the main problem is our protagonist. Nomi is so unlikable. Like normally for a protagonist, you want somebody that the viewer is gonna care about and identify with in some way, shape, or form and form some sympathy for, but Nomi's just really unlikable. She Her personality is grating. Psychotic. When she first meets Molly, she has just had her all of her possessions stolen. And Molly takes pity on her and buys her, like, lunch or something. It's super nice to a stranger. She, does, she doesn't know Nomi at all, but she's just being nice to a stranger. And her response is to throw a temper tantrum because she's like, throwing food around and shit. And then Molly is like, hey, you want a place to live? This is how every character responds to Nomi. Nomi is a terrible person. I'll set aside the acting because the acting is bad. But even without that, even with a really good actor in that role, the way she has written, she is one of the most unlikable characters I've seen in a movie who's supposed to be a protagonist. Right. She's just a bitch on screen. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's... Yeah, it's 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 not enjoyable to watch. And even when we get to the epic like sex in the pool scene, it's so bad. Like you don't care about her as a character, and then she's flapping around like a fish in the pool, which it's supposed to be sexy, but it looks terrible on screen. I mean, even something like that, they couldn't figure out how to like make her sexy in an appealing way because I I just didn't I, I had such a disgust for her as a character that I, I'm watching her in the pool sex scene or watching her dance on stage. Like I'm not getting that much enjoyment out of it. I just keep seeing how bitchy and mean she is versus thinking about her sex appeal. Uh, I question whether any of the people who made this film have actually ever had sex. I mean, the pool sex scene was really bad. They're all, it's all bad. (laughs) This, I I don't know. I I guess that uh, Verhoeven and uh, Esterhaus, right? We're not trying to necessarily make an erotic film. None of this is even like fun. It's like the nudity, everything. There's a lot of nudity, but most of it is handled in a way that's either kind of off-putting. The sex scenes are comically bad. Everything in this is just kind of, it's not even sleazy because sleazy can be fun. I don't know. Totally, it's all off. It doesn't feel, there's something with the way that's filmed, the way it's made. It's just wrong. It's just not in any way kind of appealing. I yeah. Guess. It's bad acting, tonally off. And then like they shoehorn in this gang rape scene at the end, which is really brutal and completely out of tone with the rest of the film. Yes. I'm like, what in the world? What are they trying to do with this? Um, and not a ton of character growth for Nomi either, in my opinion. Um, a little bit, like obviously, but not, not anything that's satisfying. At the end of this film. Well, she beats she beats up Carver, like I said. She beats up the yeah. guy who rapes her friend. I don't know. I think that was supposed to, that moment of redemption for her. Like, oh, she's learned something. But I feel like I that Nomi so. we got at the beginning, pulling the knife on the hitchhiker guy, would have beat up somebody that hurt her friend. Like, I, I just yeah. didn't see as much growth as I would have liked to see. But, yeah, I have I have a rewrite. We'll see if I can salvage this film. 
Well, was there anything else? I, I will say one of the thing I has a problem with this beyond Nomi is that there's a lot of extraneous plot stuff in here. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Like the whole thing with um, James, James, uh, and him stalking her and wanting her for his like off Vegas like show that he's trying to write. I mean, or off strip show, I should say. Like, really didn't need to be in there. Yeah, this is another film that clearly could have used another, you know, someone else to read through at the Nestor house and say, you know, these things don't matter. These are part, these are plot lines and characters you can cut and still have your, the dangers of success story that you want. But anyway, okay, so how would you rewrite this masterpiece? So, okay. I would start and right away I would give us more sympathy for Nomi as a character. I'd open with her as an abused runaway. I'd show her that we could get a backstory later on that she was like a teen in foster care or whatever and then ran away and blah, blah, blah. So I'd actually show her as a teen in a foster family and they abuse her. Like she gets hit or something and then she runs away. Okay. Like we have sympathy for her. And fast forward, we see her like just hooking on the streets to survive, right? She has to become a teenage prostitute. We don't need to see a ton, but we can see like one scene or something. It just shows how bad her life was and what she's had to do to survive. So we right away get more sympathy for Nomi. And then fast forward again, and she's hitchhiking to Vegas. She pulls a knife on the Elvis impersonator. Like that stays the same. Um, But we get more sympathy as to why she's pulling a knife on this guy that offered her a ride and seems like a nice guy on the surface because she's had this traumatized life of being abused in foster care and then um, probably abused by Johns, all that, right? Um, And so we understand why she's rough around the edges. I would also tone down how bitchy she is. She can be slow to warm up and trust people because of her history. But I would not take it as far as being unlikable and ungrateful. Like she, when she loses her suitcase of money and Molly helps her out as a stranger, she she could be skeptical. She'd be like, why is this person that doesn't know me helping me out, offering to buy me lunch? Like what's this person's angle? She could definitely be skeptical, um, but also grateful for a stranger's kindness show some gratitude that she's a skeptical but appreciative of molly's kindness i also have an early scene where molly and nomi like bond over their troubled lives like like they let's we learn a little bit about molly's backstory like maybe they're in the trailer right and molly just explains that home life wasn't good for her either we don't need like anything like we don't need something lengthy but that she also came from a bad home, maybe, you know, dad beat up mom on the regular or something, right? And she needed to get out of that. And so they both desire to make a name for themselves in Vegas, escape their troubled past, and Vegas is like their fresh start. So we get why these two women are bonding together and becoming friends. And then enter Crystal, uh, our main antagonist from the goddess show. And keep Crystal. She can be like nasty and bitchy and fake nice. Like keep her. You can keep her the way she is. That's fine. Um, And Nomi is scrappy, resilient. But she only, because she's our protagonist, like, I only want Nomi to resort to fighting dirty when she's backed into a corner. 
I don't mind showing that Nomi can fight dirty, but it should be when she feels that she doesn't have any other options and is backed into a corner, not as a regular part of her personality. And then we see Molly as she's the costume designer for the Goddess Show. Keep all that in there. And Nomi's working at Cheetah Strip Club. Um, instead of learning, this is something I would change. So in the film we got on screen, we learn about Cheetah from a new stripper, Penny, who's like starting that day Uh and i'm like why don't we just learn about we can learn about it from nomi have her be the new girl starting at cheetah i have to interject i had the exact same thing i'm like this is this is nomi's role she's the one who needs to be shown the ropes yeah show her the ropes like she can't get a job as she wants to be a showgirl but she just can't get a job there yet she doesn't have the uh, resume or whatever and so she has to do what a lot of people have to do in Vegas is she's got to pay her dues at the strip club, right? Right. And so she's being shown the ropes by the sleazy manager and all that. And then we see her like having to deal with sleazy men and her journey working hard for her money at Cheetah. And I would just fast forward in time. I would do a montage scene. I love a good montage scene, but just have her dancing and making that money and working the pole and we're just we just see montages of that um a few lap dances and we move forward in time so now she's been at cheeto a while doing her thing i would remove the lap dance scene with crystal and zach and that like entire bit about crystal being attracted to nomi and that crystal is like a closet lesbian and all that i don't really think you need that in this film, oh, I, don't, I, I went in a very different direction no. with that. But go ahead. Uh, yeah, I don't. <laughs> in my version, I don't think Crystal being a closet lesbian and attracted to Nomi adds a ton of value and pays off. Instead, I would have Zach, the casino bigwig, Crystal's boyfriend, spot Nomi in the strip club one night, and he gets the hots for her and gives her a chance. Like he becomes a little obsessed with her. Like maybe he's a regular okay. at Cheetah, and he watches her dance he gets a lamp dance like he's really into her and he gives her a chance to audition for goddess because one he's attracted to her but two he thinks she has some natural talent thus starts the jealous rivalry between nomi and crystal crystal can be a bitch and all that but like i would uh, the reason crystal is so mean to nomi is because she knows what's going on with zach and that zach has a thing for nomi like i think that that's why crystal is particularly mean to Nomi. I'd completely take James the Stalker storyline out of this. Yeah. Doesn't really pay off. And yeah, we don't need it. Use the scream time instead to show Nomi and Zach starting to have an affair. Okay. So basically, Zach cheats on Crystal with Nomi and Nomi is willing to do it. Maybe Nomi knows this is going to help her career. I would put some agency there. Um, but maybe she's also like Zach is she's a girl from the foster system and she hides the fact of course that she's a former prostitute and all that and Zach's like this rich casino bigwig right so as he's like he's given her that lifestyle she wants they're having an affair and then Nomi becomes a better dancer than Crystal so it creates friction um, and then I would create friction between Nomi and Molly where she sees like Like, Molly sees what's going on with Nomi and Zach. She disapproves of that. She tells Nomi that Zach's no good and to stay away. And I would, as you develop the relationship more between Zach and Nomi, like, the sex scenes need to be better. The floppy fish pool sex scenes gotta go. Water sex can be really 
hot and erotic if done well you just need to have it done better i don't know floppy fish sex is the only kind of sex i have (laughs) they need a better choreographer to come in and but like maybe they just need to hire a choreographer that like has done porn or something i don't know they just need somebody to come in and totally overhaul that sex scene and come up with something better i mean i do think this is supposed to be an erotic film so at least give us a good sex scene or two i think it was supposed to be even though there are heavy elements of satire in this movie but again i agree you need somebody who's better at choreographing those kind of sequences so then you know we're moving along in the story um nomi doesn't listen she's uh infatuated by zach and the lifestyle that zach can offer her crystal gets in increasingly jealous molly knows that this isn't going to end well and this culminates in nomi being offered a thousand dollars to represent the stardust hotel among some like you know it was like wealthy japanese people or something that are in town and she learns the hard way that she what she would have to do for that a thousand dollars i would because she's a former prostitute and all that i actually would have her go through with it like she figured it out too late and she needs the money and so she goes through with it and sleeps with you know the sleazy business guy that's in town and she's pissed after the fact and she threatens to quit but then zach like says he's gonna make it up to her tells her she can be crystal's new understudy he says i'm sorry but you know this these are like these are like some of our wealthiest customers or investors. So this is what we do for these like rich Japanese people that are in town, blah, blah, blah. And so, um, so basically he says, I'll make it up to you. You can be the new understudy for goddess. Nomi, cause she's career focused and, you know, seeing stardom accepts sex pseudo apology. Crystal's pissed because she knows what's really going on. She catches Nomi and Zach making out backstage. She threatens to leave if Nomi is the understudy, gets lawyers involved. Zach backs off because Crystal is still the star. He breaks his word to Nomi. This is when Nomi takes matters into her own hands, and she takes a page from her old life, and she basically pushes Crystal down the stairs, leading to the injury that keeps her out for months. And so now she's the star. And Molly lies for Nomi um, like Molly sees what really happened but because they're good friends Molly does lie for Nomi and says it was an accident and Nomi becomes the star I would remove the Molly rape scene it's so graphic and really unnecessary and comes out of nowhere in the yeah. film so I would take that out Nomi breaks up with Zach she realizes what a sleazeball he was she becomes the new star and I'd end with Nomi and Molly on their A game like oh. They're both, like, doing well in Vegas. Like, Molly's a famous costume designer. She's sought after for all the big shows. Nomi's, like, giant billboards, whatever. She is the new Crystal. Then I'd fast forward in time. They earn enough money, and she and Molly leave the Stardust, Zach, Crystal, all that sleazy life behind, and they drive to L.A. for a better life. The end. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So what do you think of that, Jeff? I like it more in the movie. Okay. Um, I will say I, I, the ending's interesting, I, especially the part with um, with Molly and Nomi leaving. I think I, I like that. You actually highlight a lot of the issues that I found. I did, especially my second act on, changes a bit. So I'll get into that in a second. I think our big thing is we both wanted to make Nomi more likable, though. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. And I did that by, like, giving more sympathy to her backstory and why she's so rough around the edges as we see her, like, climb to fame in Vegas. Now, I don't particularly do that. My thing is, in part, it's just to tone her down. Tone down. There's a lot of whining. There's some really psychotic moments, you know, in this film. The way she acts towards everyone is very confrontational and aggressive. I think it is good to have her as having a sort of standoffishness when she first meets people and a suspicion. I think that works. But she is actively hostile to everybody, and it makes her thoroughly unlikable. So I cut all that. She is not that hostile to people. I would take out the James character, Carver. He's not in there. Actually, I would take out all the guys. It's called Showgirls. I want this to be about the women involved in this. Nice. Okay. I'm all so, about, you know, pro. More, the more women, the better, right? Let's see if it can pass the Bechdel test. So first thing I would do is the basic structure, I think, for this story is fine. She comes to town. She doesn't know anybody. She meets Molly. Actually, the opening is okay where she has her stuff stolen. Mm-hmm. That's fine. That's Puts her, of, like, down and out on her luck well, right and away. That's, and that's the meet cute with Molly, kind of. So Molly helps her out, and Molly's just a gen- genuinely nice person. I would tone down, as I said, Nomi a bit, but all that is okay. I would still have Nomi go working at the strip club, but as we said, she should be the new girl where everything is explained to her and she gets a sense of what it's like to work there, not the Penny character. We we agree on that completely. At some point, and this is where I had some hand-waving because I didn't have a specific reason, but I think it'd probably be through Molly, but she actually finds out about a audition for the show. She shows up and doesn't make it, but Crystal sees her. So Crystal goes and asks Molly, because she's seen the two of them talking, who she is. She finds out she works at this club, and she goes there. And she invites her back. Oh, and so then she Crystal gets the likes her. Okay. So you had said you would take out the uh, thing about Crystal being kind of a closet lesbian. I'd have it, her and Nomi get into a relationship. Oh, okay. This is going to be hyper-focused on the women. And then once we get into the show, it's like try to develop some of those other characters who are at best given a note. I want to develop these a little bit more and show a little bit. It doesn't have to be like an in-depth, this is what it's like to be in a you know a Vegas show. But I want to get a more of a sense of what it, these people go through to put these on and what kind of people they are, and also just kind of flesh them out a bit more. My secondary characteristic for Nomi is that she's looking for a place to belong. I don't even mind a lot of the backstory she's given, that she had a rough upbringing, you know, she maybe had some drug charges, she had some prostitution stuff, nothing serious, but she's had a, you know, kind of a sketchy background. She's looking for a place to belong, and she actually starts to think that her relationship with Crystal is it. She thinks this is going to be the real thing. And she's being warned by Molly, and this is where you get tension between them, that the Crystal does this. She just works her way through the showgirls. Ah, uh, gotcha. And, and she's the, just, just like a like typically a man would be in that role, but like in right. this case, she's like using women for sexual pleasure, and then she throws them, discards right. them when she's done with them. Nomi doesn't believe her, and this is where you get like drawn between those characters. Okay. That, and we see that Molly is looking out for her, and it just isn't happening. There are a few incidents in the film that – could potentially still work in this. I actually thought that the uh, boat show sequence that you sort of keep in the sense of uh, with Zach uh, introducing uh, Nomi in your in your movie, introducing Nomi to 
like the investors, right? Right. There's a similar sequence with that the boats the boat show, where she's told, "Hey, you can make some extra money by going and standing around this boat show." And she t- finds out that oh, she's meant to be there as a prostitute and storms off. I thought that was actually an interesting scene. It does some stuff for her character. Like, oh, she gets pissed at that. She's okay with certain things, but she does have limits. And it kind of shows like, yeah, that there is some sketchy things going on in the background and all that. But you don't have her go through with it and sleep with I one of the investors. I, I like the idea that she storms off and she tells Crystal and Crystal's kind of just ambivalent about it. It's like, well, that's just what we do. That's but, business. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then eventually Crystal moves on. This is what pisses Nomi off. Uh, that's why she pushes her? It's very oh. much. It's much more personal. It's like, it's not about being the show. It's like, you you know, she thought this was a relationship and it's not. And so she just does that. Molly confronts her about this. And Nomi realizes that she's just being the same sort of person she used to be. And she doesn't want that anymore. So she thanks Molly. I don't mind her going to see Crystal. And I thought that scene was all right. Where she, in the movie, where she confronts Crystal. And Crystal's like, hey, I got a ton of money. I'm okay. Yeah, and she must know that showgirls, like, you know, have a shelf life. I mean, you're not going to be doing that when you're in your 60s. So if you can get a good payout when you're in your 30s or 40s. I Invest mean, yeah. it well and yeah. move on. Yeah. And I would say then, then she leaves town. And that's it. She decides it's not for her. I think I would change mine after hearing yours. Because I do like the idea of her and Molly leaving. I think I like that. So I would change my ending because mine was, as I said, just her leaving. But I like the idea that, you know, she finds that Molly really is a good friend and is part of she. Yeah, like I think this is a bit of an ode to like the the female bonds of friendship. Clearly, my thing is zero out most of the male characters and really is focus on the women in this and just make Nomi's thing, make her a more interesting character. Uh, Clearly, you did that. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm doing that. I think that that's, that would help to make this character someone that you would actually want to see succeed. For this kind of story, you know, where you're watching the rise to fame, even if you're doing the variant where fame leads to corruption, I think you still want to see that person succeed, at least initially. If you introduce the person who's doing that and they're a complete monster, what's the point? I don't want to see that person succeed. I don't want to see Nomi succeed. She's just a terrible human being. So, I, yeah, I think that's it, though. Interesting. I think that, that was interesting, though, that you would, uh, the whole thing with Crystal and taking out the closet lesbian stuff, that's fascinating. Is this a watch or a don't watch for oh, you? Oh, definitely a watch. How is this film a watch? Explain. this is so bad. This is, this is entertainingly bad. I do have a subset of films, like a whole idea of movie that some movies are so terrible, and this is not original to me, clearly, but this idea that some movies are so bad that they kind of loop around to being actually entertaining. This movie is so bad from the terrible acting, the stupid plot, the bizarre sex scenes. Just everything about it is just hilariously bad. I would say watch this with a group, though, just because it's a lot more fun if you're watching it and everyone else is goofing on this, but... Now, if you're watching this as far as some sort of serious film, a serious treatise on the hazards of being a showgirl and trying to make it big in Vegas, and you're really a fan of Elizabeth Berkeley's acting chops and think that she is, you know, <laughs> just just going to embody the pain and suffering and ambition, yeah, this is not going to work for you. How about you, Steph? I know you're a giant Elizabeth Berkeley uh, fan. Giant. Well, I, did, I did like Saved by the Bell back in the day. Screech was actually my favorite character. Oh my God. Not, 
Yikes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, this is a don't watch for me. Um, if you really want to laugh at how terrible the pool sex scene is, I'm sure it's on YouTube. You can just go showgirls, floppy fish pool sex scene. I'm, I'm sure you can find that and watch it. That is good for a laugh with some friends. But other than that, it's there's so much better erotic movies out there. I mean, Fifty Shades of Grey is even better than this, right? Like there's there's a lot more options out there if you want an erotic film skip show girls in my opinion well i disagree with that and i'll tell you why 50 shades of gray is boring it is this movie this movie is not boring (laughs) because it's so entertainingly bad yeah this movie is like watching there's a car crash and a bus crashes into that car and then a train crashes into it and then a plane drops on top of it and your planet what's a good just curious (laughs) what would you say is a good erotic film jeff okay uh you're gonna think this is weird but uh i find the movie crash Oh, okay. And uh, for those listening, so there are two films with the term crash. Well, two that I know of. There's one that won the Academy Awards and about race relations and murder and I don't know, whatever the fuck. And then there's a David Cronenberg adaptation of a uh, J.G. Ballard book about people who fetishize auto crashes and the uh, combining of man, machine, and scar tissue. It's awesome. Very and it is erotic, right? It because is. It, yeah, they they get off on it's that. Weird. I've seen that it film. Is it really is really weird. It's weird in it's a Cronenberg weird. way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think a good erotic film, and it's one we're gonna actually do a rewrite on, is Basic Instinct. Okay. That to me is like yeah. a, a really well done erotic film for the most part. I mean, well, we'll talk about that when we do our rewrite teaser. Exactly. Yeah, Showgirls is not it. So um, there you go. That's our attempt to rewrite Showgirls. Hope you enjoyed another episode of Script Slayers, and we'll see you back in two weeks. Bye. Thanks for listening to Script Slayers. Please join us in two weeks when we rewrite Bright. Script Slayers is a production of Steph and Jeff Wright's Media. Reproduction of this podcast without written consent is prohibited. All rights reserved 2023.